If you're tired of bad news, if you need some positivity, if you want to support small businesses, then welcome to Happy Grateful Blessed with Kaysville's own mayor, Tammy Tran. Here, you'll get to see the best of humanity from within Utah's hidden gem, Kaysville City. Every month, you'll discover small businesses, hear unique and incredible stories, and understand the difference you make in this wonderful city. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you'll never miss a chance to find a new business to support and learn what makes a city like this one work as well as it does. So join us as we explore Happy Grateful Blessed with Tammy Tran. I'm here today with someone that I really admire and respect, Mm -hmm. and I've also known since she was a little girl. I'm here with Michaela Coolahan Clough. Growing up, we called you Kayla. Do people still call you Kayla? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. For sure. Um, Kayla, you're my daughter's age, and you were at my house a lot, mm-hmm. and it was just fun watching you grow up. Yeah. You've been fun, <laughs> and you've been talented ever since you were little. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your soccer career and kind of your path. And before the podcast started, we were just kind of reminiscing and stuff, but maybe the first question I can ask you just out of the gate is, how did you discover that this is your passion? Yeah, it's kind of a tough question. Um, I feel like it just kind of came naturally because growing up, being around siblings who played sports and just kind of being in the athletic world in general, um, I just always liked competing and, and playing sports, being outside, things like that. So I played a lot more than just soccer when I was little um, and then kind of gained friends through teams and stuff. And it just kind of kept me doing it through the years. And then as I got a little bit older, I found that soccer was what I enjoyed the most and probably what I was best at and stuff. So um, I just stuck with it. And then ever since then, you know, I've never really looked back, just kept going for as long as I can. So Well, and now you're a professional soccer player, <laughs> which is incredible. So many kids grow up and they mm-hmm. devote their, their lives to a sport. And it's great because they learn so many wonderful things, but not very many become professional athletes. And you and your husband are professional athletes. Mm-hmm. So tell us how that came about. Yeah. Um, like you said, not not too many people get to this point, but I think that maybe if people wanted to, more people would. I don't know. I think it just kind of um, demands a lot. So it, it it depends on what you're willing to sacrifice and, and what you're willing to give to achieve it. But um, yeah, I just, I I think that I was always driven, like to the point where I knew I wanted to play in college. But once I was in college, I didn't really know what would be afterwards. I didn't know if I would be to the point where I'd be ready to move on to the next thing or if I would want to continue playing or if I'd even be good enough to continue playing. Um, so it wasn't like this spelled out thing for me. I just kind of took it one step at, step at a time and, and let it let the pieces fall where they, they may. But um, yeah, so after when I was playing in college, I just felt like I wasn't ready to be done yet. And I, f- I had the opportunity to continue playing and... Um, I met Jackson in college at BYU as well, and he was the same way and wanted to keep playing. I mean, he had more of a lifelong goal to play professionally, but um, we both just kind of continued after college. So this wasn't your little girl goal, necessarily? I want to say, yeah, or, not or was necessarily. It? Yeah, I don't think when I was little I really thought, like, I want to play professional soccer. Really? Yeah. So when you're at Davis High playing soccer for Sully mm-hmm. and team, <laughs> <laughs> Davis shout High, out to I was going to say, shout out to Sully. Yeah. Uh, Davis High soccer is famous. Yeah. And while you were there, you guys won two state championships, right? Three. Three. Yeah. While you played. Yeah. Okay. That's incredible. Yeah. It was kind of, we had a, a 
pretty dang good team for high school soccer. So you really do, and and teams before you and after you have been really good too. There's there's magic there. I know, I know. Suley's definitely it's, got it's it pretty, figured out. It's pretty incredible. So you were the all. Let's see, you were named the all state first team person for, <laughs> from 2014 to 2016, right? Yes. Okay, and then you played for La Roca mm-hmm. for seven years. Yeah, and that was club sports, yeah. club soccer. Mm-hmm. And then you were a part of an Olympic team. Yeah, so in in soccer, they might do it in other sports, I'm not sure, but they have, you play for your state, and it's called ODP, which stands for Olympic Development Program. Um, And as I'm sure you know, like, at the highest, highest level of sports is Olympics, where in soccer, there's the national, the U.S. Women's National Team. And this Olympic Development Program is what's kind of the very base of that end product. So you play, you start with your state, so you play... Like I played with Utah, obviously, and then you go compete against other all the other states. And then once you make it past that level, you play with your region, which is there's four regions. Um, there might be five now, but at the time there were four regions and ours was the West. And so I played with, you know, Utah, California, Oregon, Washington, Arizona, all the Western United States. And we played against the other regions in the country. And then once you get past that level, it's the the full you play as a country, you play for the United States. So um, that's where that started was with ODP, yeah. With ODP. Yeah. When, at what point did you switch gears going from maybe an Olympic sort of pathway to professional? So they kind of coexist. Did they? Okay. Yeah. So um, how it works is you play with the ODP group, and if you're, if it kind of depends how good you are because if, Whatever level you're at, you'll either stay at the state level, the region level, or the national level. Um, so most of the time growing up, I was at the region level. Um, and then sometimes I'd pop into the national level. And you do that as you're playing high school and club or whatever. So okay. what they do is they have these random events where you get invited. And they, ca- they call it getting called up. Um, so you get invited. And even though I'm playing with LaRocca or Davis High, whichever it was at the time, um, I would leave for a week and a half and go to this camp in a completely different state somewhere. Okay. And then I'd come home and then a couple months later there's another camp. So there's just camps or tournaments or whatever that you you do while you're maintaining your college or I mean high school or club. Um and, and you just and career. it just continues to build. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you were at BYU, you played for four years. Yeah. And then graduated, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. And then from there went to play professionally. Yes, so there's the same thing. You, I, when I was at BYU, I did some national team stuff while I was at BYU, but your main focus and the bulk of what you spend your time doing is with your, at that age, college. So um, I was at BYU, and then, yeah, after BYU, there's a, a draft, and teams, there's, there's now 12 teams in the league before there was 10, um, and they just kind of handpick who they want, and... It's and you a, get assigned you to wherever you're back. going. Yeah, that's incredible. How many years have you have you played at a professional level? So I just barely finished my first year. Okay. Because because of COVID, I got pushed back a year. Oh, okay. I should have been graduated from BYU in 2020, but it ended up being 2021. Okay, so, so. one one full year under your belt. Yep. What is it like being a professional athlete? It is a whole different thing. Is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's really fun. But there's a lot that comes with it that's different than um, any other level I've played at. So I feel like 
my whole life growing up, soccer was always what I did for fun. It was never, never felt like a job in any way. And even at BYU, even yeah, highly yeah. competitive. Okay. Yeah, and I think Good. some people, and that's because you love it, I guess. And yeah, for sure, for sure. Because once you play at the college level, it is like a part time job. I mean, you spend four hours a day at least contributing to your sport in college. So, um, yeah, it didn't really feel like a job at BYU because I was surrounded by my teammates were my best friends. And so every day after I'd go to class and we had practice, it was almost like, even though it's serious and, and it's a big deal still, it's almost like I'm going to hang out with my friends, you know, it's right. it's Doing social time almost, even though we're, we're playing Working soccer. Hard and yeah. Yeah. So and stuff. yeah, I think that's why it didn't feel like a job as much. And then um, once I got to Orlando, that that was different because there's so many people from so many different backgrounds, mm -hmm. and it, there's not as much common, common core, yeah, traditional things probably happening. Totally, especially at BYU. You mm -hmm. know, like that that might be the case at other colleges, but at BYU, everyone's pretty similar, and so that was a change for me. But then also, I mean, I'm I came in as a 22 year old. There's there's a couple girls younger than me that come earlier. Um, but then, like, the oldest girl on my team's 39. Really? Yeah. So, That's as you can see, there's, it's different. Uh -huh, yeah, sure. like, I'm not, I, I'm with people. I still lo love them and respect them, but I don't really feel like they're people that I would be spending a lot of time with outside of soccer, whereas at BYU, it's, I could go hang out with them on the weekends, you know what I mean? And they were your social friends as well. Yeah, exactly. And not your, your work friends. Yeah, not my coworkers, coworkers like, uh -huh. really, you know. So, that's, that's the main difference. That's interesting. You've had some interesting experiences on the field. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember being so impressed. I saw a picture of you mm -hmm. on the field during the Pledge of Allegiance. And Kayla, when I saw that, I started crying. I was so Aww. proud of you. Seriously. <laughs> so, nice. so proud of you. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was probably the most difficult thing for me since, I mean, one of the hardest things I've had to battle, but not to be too dramatic, just since being playing professionally, it was one of the harder parts of it. Um, and it's because the reason it was so tough is because it was the very first thing that hit when I got there. You know, we start February 1st is when preseason training starts and we had our first unofficial game, but it was like February 20th ish. So it was a couple of weeks of me even, you know, making this big move across the country, joining a new team, just all these changes. Mm -hmm. And then we have a team meeting and it was just ran by the captains. No coaches were there or anything. And um, it was kind of told to us, hey, here in Orlando on at our club, the Orlando Pride, we kneel for the national anthem. And it was like, hmm. oh, like we have to kneel, you know? And I was kind of taken back. I mean, it's kind of a trend throughout sports in general, especially the NWSL world. It's it's a trendy thing to do, but I didn't really think that I'd be told like that this is what you're going this to do. This is what you're gonna do. Yeah. And so then I'm kinda I mean, I'm the rookie like at the back of the room right, not not wanting to say anything, you know. <laughs> you're the, probably one of the youngest people yeah, there. Youngest, newest. It was just it would be weird if I was like, Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. So that meeting was really quick. She, our captain was like, if you have any questions, feel free to come talk to me. But I assumed, pretty much said, I assume nobody has a problem with that. Like just kind of assumed that everyone would be okay going along with it and that everyone agreed. And so 
I go home that day. I immediately call my mom. I'm like, mom, (laughs) I do not want to do this. And I talked to my husband, Jackson, and they kind of, you know, encouraged me to do what I felt like was right, but also supported me and just said, like, this is the real world, you know, Mm -hmm. it's up to you to... You're, yeah, this yeah. is a big league. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People are like, watching. No, and... no longer are you at BYU, you mm-hmm. know? And so I was like, okay. And the next day was the game. And actually, sorry, we had two days until the game because the next day I showed up for practice again and I basically had to go to the, the captains and say, hey, like, I'm not comfortable doing this. It's not something that I want to be a part of. And I support you guys for wanting to do what you want to do. And I'm not going to tell you, like, I'm not going to tell you what decisions to make, but I just personally don't feel like that's the way I want to represent myself or what I believe in. So I'm going to stand and I just want to let you guys know beforehand, basically. How was that received? It was tough. I Um, bet. I can't. Yeah. I'm nervous for you just hearing you tell me. Yeah. It's tough, especially because the girls that I'm talking to are like, I mean, in the soccer world, at least they're they're They're, famous. They're They're world renowned. You Mm -hmm. know, they've played in world cups and olympics and stuff at the highest level and so they have such a big following and and all this stuff that causes them to be even that much more you know passionate about what they're doing and so it was it was tough they they basically told me that they didn't feel supported they didn't feel like i was they they basically told me i was selfish and and was only thinking about myself and didn't know the lives that they've lived or the things that they've gone through and stuff and that me standing for the national anthem basically shows them that I don't I'm not willing to stand for change in the country or I'm not willing to be a part of what they they wanted to promote and Boy. so it was just obviously really hard because everyone has their differences mm-hmm. but being a part of a team and being told by these older more experienced soccer players that that I've honestly looked up to for a lot of my life you know that you're now disappointing them and letting them down and Mm -hmm, exactly that would be a lot of pressure yeah so they basically said you know actually they did tell me if you want to stand you can stand but you won't be with the team you'll have to stand in the tunnel which is you know where we walk out before Mm -hmm. the game they weren't even gonna let you walk out yeah they weren't gonna let me walk out and so then I was like wow that's pretty serious stuff you know Mm -hmm. so I I decided to contact my coaches and let them know of what was going on just so they, because they wouldn't have even been aware of why I would be in the tunnel. You know, mm-hmm. they, they weren't a part of these part conversa- of this, okay. conversations. So I talked to my coach, um, both my head and assistant coaches, and told them what they wanted me to do. I was like, it's serious enough to me that I, I don't want to go out and kneel for a lot of different reasons but (laughs) especially because they just want me to you know I'm not just going to go along with it because I don't believe in it um and so my coaches were like well my coaches kneel too just for some background you know they're like Mm -hmm. even though we see where they're coming from we don't really think that you should have to be in the tunnel they didn't find that to be fair and I was like oh good thank goodness you Mm -hmm. know I, I didn't know how that conversation would go especially because the league's not super solidified to the point where I was risking them letting me go. Really? Yeah. So you could have been cut still. Yes. Yes. For That's sure. That's a huge decision. Yeah. And it it was hard. Like Boy. for a lot of reasons, you know, I was right. risking that and also just kind of the embarrassment just, just almost. to alienate yourself before you even get to know them. And, exactly. And call yourself. 
Kayla, yeah. that's I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's nice when there's people that understand it for sure, you know, because because nobody there did. But anyways, long story short, my coaches ended up saying, "We want you to come out with the team. Um, we suggest that you kneel." Just they told me, you know, the fans will eat boo, you up. Boo, they'll ruin your life. You know, they'll they'll cancel you. And so it was kind of scary. But I was like, to be honest. I don't I don't care about that stuff like I know what I believe in and what I feel is important to me and my values so yeah I told him I'm gonna I'm gonna stand though I don't want to catch you guys off guard like this is my decision very respectful of you to even have any of those conversations yeah well I just yeah I just felt like it was important to do it you know and so yeah I I went out there and stood and I was the only one standing (laughs) and it was really scary that first time but that was back in February and it went all the way through October. And you were the only one standing. Yeah, for about 75% of it. One of my other teammates ended up standing with me. Really? But she was she went in and out of injury and wasn't with us cuz if you're injured you're not you're not out on the field. So even though she would have stood with me a lot of the time, she was gone for from the majority of it. Um but then once she came back, she ended up standing with me too. So there's two of us. <laughs> See, just listen. I'm bursting with pride. I'm so proud of you. Well, you're too nice. That takes, no, no, seriously. The courage. I mean, you, you could have been cut from the team. You're you're a professional soccer player. You make it. And then you still made the decision. What gave you the courage to do that? Because you were obviously motivated by something more than just, you know, how to, what, what will people think? Yeah. You know, I honestly, I don't know if it was... I, f- I feel like it was kind of almost a spiritual experience, really? too. Um, it's kind of like, even though the national anthem and my faith don't really, like, um, cross paths necessarily, they, they have the same meaning in a way to me. Um, you know, it's like when I make decisions growing up to live the way, the lifestyle I would, would live or wanted to live, um, it was never that hard for me because I felt like I knew what was expected of me and like I knew what in my heart felt right so it wasn't hard to make the right decisions I guess and this is where the national anthem came into play the same way for me like I I felt like I wasn't being true to myself if I knelt Mm -hmm. and I felt like I knew that I had a responsibility to kind of be an example to people for what I believed in and I feel like that's why it was I mean, it was obviously very difficult, but in a way it was easy. It was because I truly believed what I was doing was the right thing. I think that's beautiful the way you just stated that. And people are watching you. I mean, I'm watching you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I saw that and honestly, seriously cried. I was so proud of you. Oh, that's because so sweet. <laughs> so many times I think people don't realize, we don't realize that our actions are, are, are getting called out. They're being noticed. People mm-hmm. notice what we're doing. And we're doing when you're doing them for the right reasons. It doesn't matter if people notice or not. You're just doing them because that's what's true to you. Mm-hmm. And I, I really appreciate that, especially since you are such a role model. Mm-hmm. How how did it go after that? So you stand, your teammates, maybe disappointed. Did they treat you differently? So uh, the initial time, yeah, they were very upset, especially um, the captains who I talked to. And mostly, the the thing is, those the captains have such a big... It sounds like they... You know, they have, have a such huge a, role. Yeah, huge role, and 
I don't know what the word would be, maybe power over the team. You know, so mm-hmm. many people are looking up to them and following what they do. So if they say, you know, here you're with Orlando, we, we kneel, everyone's going with that, you know. Even if people maybe in their heads don't want to go along with it, they're going to do it anyways. Um, so, yeah, most of the team, though there were a few that really disliked me and were upset with me. And then I would say the majority probably was just kind of indifferent about me, but because those more prominent girls felt a certain way about me, they followed that trend, you know? So it was hard be because... Hard. You're the brand, you're the I newbie. Was new, yeah, and I was like the outcast and not very many people wanted to really associate with me or welcome me or really? whatever. Yeah. With time, it did change a lot. Um, I think people started to understand that I wasn't just being stubborn about it. And we had a few team conversations where I was able to explain to them why I was doing things a certain way and the reasons and background behind why I felt the way I felt. And it got to a point to me where I was, I was confident enough that I didn't feel like it really mattered to me if I had their support or not because I didn't want to make them mad or none of my intentions were to stir up controversy, but I just wanted to be, you know, heard out and feel like it was okay for all of us to have our own opinions. And like I said at the beginning, I wasn't trying to tell them what to do or mm-hmm. to make them do a certain thing. I just wanted them to be okay with what I was doing. And there were some that never really fully came around, but for the majority of the team, most people were ended up being good with me and I have a lot of really good friends on the team now. So That's really neat. Well, and they also probably saw you play and your work ethic and realized, okay, there's more to you than just, you know, For sure. believing a certain way or Yeah, or I hope I hope value. they saw that, you know, cuz I like I said I don't want to be the stubborn type or something. Kayla, that's that's just outstanding. As you're as you were growing up, who were your role models? I mean, obviously your mom, she's awesome. Your yeah. dad, you've got great family members. Mm-hmm. Um even more though other people, who did you admire? I mean, your courage and your convictions come from yeah. from watching as well. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of um, a hard question. I'm, I'm really close with my family, and I always have been. So, like you said, my parents, for sure. My mom's been such an influential role in my life and kind of teaching me, you know, how I, how I wanted to be in my older years. And so I've kind of followed her example all along. Um, She's been a huge, huge factor for me and definitely the number one. Um, but honestly, I didn't I don't feel like I really had like a famous, um, for lack of a better term, I guess, role model. But I always looked to people who I admired in soccer, athletics in general, that I kind of viewed their work ethic and the way they treated their sport. Um like Carly Lloyd, for example, is my favorite soccer player. Um, but then there's there's people that inspired me in ways that weren't necessarily just towards soccer. Right, um, just sort of life. Just life in general, yeah. Like, I don't know, have you ever heard of David Goggins? Yes. So he's kind of like a newer guy that I started admiring. But, I mean, he is, he's next level, like, gung-ho, crazy guy. But he's just so impressive to me because he dedicates so much to what he believes in um and he works harder than anyone I know and he's just trained his mind to accomplish like that's great the craziest things and so I've looked up to him a lot through I've 
through challenges to realize that I can, you know, I can get through whatever or I can accomplish whatever I want as long as I set my mind to it. And so, yeah, those are a couple Couple of things. And, well, you mentioned a couple of traits, just just hard work, work ethic, um, integrity for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the examples of your of your mom and your and your dad, I'm sure, and your siblings. Yeah, I mean, you've just had really strong people in your life that have helped you to really fundamentally know who you are. I think that's what's lacking so much. I agree. For so many kids, you know, so many kids are sad, and not just kids, adults, they're lost. Mm-hmm. And it's because I think the trend is just to, to follow whatever's popular, and then when that changes. Or someone disappoints us in that public arena, then we're there's this feeling of being hopeless. I know that yeah. Like, well, okay, now what's the point? Yeah, and that's sad. I know it's so true. I I agree. It's super sad. I see so much of that, and I work quite a bit with you know like younger kids, not not super young, but teens, just in soccer. Whether I I train them or whatever, and I just kind of view what kids that age value and stuff and I agree like it's not everyone but so many people just go along with what's the thing right now or what's in and yeah it doesn't last it, it's not that doesn't create true happiness or lifelong happiness you know well in your story and your experience what impresses me is that you are willing to potentially walk away from this dream of professional soccer if you'd been cut for the t- from the team for mm-hmm. any any reason and you're okay with it because like you said, true happiness comes from knowing who you are, knowing what you believe in for sure. and knowing what you stand for. And if we don't stand for something, we do fall for anything. I think mm-hmm. President um, Hinckley said that. Yeah. And, and I always thought about that and I believe it. So it's really neat to just see people who especially like yourself who have accomplished so much to see that you've still fundamentally have a really strong foundation. Yeah. And I think that's what inspires people. Yeah. As they well, watch you. I mean, that's nice of you. I hope <laughs> that it looks like I have a little bit of a firm foundation. But <laughs> you really do. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I agree that that's so crucial to any sort of success, you know, whether it's business, athletics, whatever it might be. Like, I think it's so important or just life in general to have a strong foundation because I don't know, there's so much craziness out there now and there's so much temptation and and things that people can get caught up in and if you don't have something that you're true to yourself about and something that you're kind of built upon then really what's anything worth I don't know it makes it hard doesn't it mm-hmm. where do you what do you what are you doing now so you're professionally playing you're also mentoring and coaching is that yeah. what you said kind of a little bit yeah okay. so my season runs from February to October that's when the bulk of our season is and then from October to the end of January we are it's our off season so we're able to do what we want people stay in Orlando or stay with their club for me it would be Orlando or go home and I'm obviously wanting to go home a second I can so where's your home base is it Utah yeah still yeah yeah so my parents are in Fruit Heights um I have a lot in Provo since going to BYU um and me and my husband have a house in Orem. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. But we're not currently living there because we're only home for like two and a half months because of his season and my season. So we're we're just with my parents right now, which has been really fun That's to be great. home for a little bit. Oh, yeah. I, bet, I bet they're loving that. Yeah. They, <laughs> my little brother just went on a mission. So oh, really? Yeah. They're empty nesters aside from us being there right now. So it's kind of good for them to Perfect. like break them into it. But Where is he? He's in Texas. Lubbock. Really? Good yeah. for him. Yeah. 
sad i miss him but (laughs) missions are so hard and bittersweet aren't they i know they're awesome but the the facetiming weekly facetiming i think is helping a lot yeah it's honestly way better i bet it's nice my older brother jordan went i don't know 10 years ago before there was any of that and it was a lot harder for sure but to kind of deal with the the distance what are your future plans so I kind of just take it a little bit at a time. Um, I want to play for as long as I enjoy it, I guess I'd say. I don't really have a number of years I plan to play for, but I also really look forward to being a mom and and me and Jackson starting our family. So once, I mean, people have kids and then continue playing, but I don't want to say for sure, but I kind of assume that once I have kids, I'll retire from playing just so I can kind of move on to that next phase of life and I don't want to travel when my kids are young and stuff so I I plan to retire in probably a few years and and have kids and but I still want to be involved in soccer a little bit so so be a, you coaching and yeah yeah so what I do right now is I individually train and then if I'm in Utah more full-time though I would I would coach a team and be a part of a club and then also train individuals and work with people one-on-one so that would be really fun yeah and jackson is a professional baseball player Mm -hmm. and so is he also out of florida so his um he he plays with the washington nationals which is in dc oh okay that's the team he's with but his spring training so they have spring training before their season starts every year and that's in florida okay so we're together in florida for until his season starts april and then he goes and then he goes yeah and then he finishes in September. So from April to September, we're only seeing each other when we can travel to see each other. Really? Yeah. So you talked about sacrifices. I mean, for so many people listening that want to become professional athletes, there are some definite sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And, and it's awesome. Yeah. So it's not always an easy breezy, just, you know, thing that happens. You have to definitely make it intentional, right? For sure. Yeah. I think it's funny because professional sports hollywood whatever you might look at looks so glamorous all the time and i think people do kind of find out that it's not always just easy this you know dream life there's a lot of difficulty that comes with it and stuff um but i think it's what you make it like for me i i really enjoy it but there's a lot of sacrifice like i have to be willing to give up time with my family or husband and um miss holidays i mean all like you mentioned all growing up i think mm-hmm. i missed like every other thanksgiving i was gone probably you know? playing soccer and yeah so there's a lot of sacrifice but it's just if you if you love it it's it doesn't feel like a super hard thing you know it feels That's like true. you're doing what you love and then you just kind of try to make most of it. Well, and your parents are outstanding because that's a huge sacrifice on their end. Oh, for sure. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I should probably think that. Taking you to tournaments. <laughs> yeah. They they sacrificed a lot. More of their life was sacrificed for me, you know what I mean? So they they were awesome and they I couldn't be where I'm at without them and their sacrifices. Well, what do you do for fun? I mean, obviously soccer. Yeah. That's what you love. Yeah. Did you have any other hobbies that you're I honestly, with? yeah. I love anything outdoors. <laughs> anything I can do outside, I love. So Jackson, my husband, is the same way. So we do a lot when we're not during our seasons. We do a lot of, like, camping. We like fishing. And I do you good. We both like golfing a lot. So we golf all the time together. Um, 
those are like the main three things but we're both close with our families and love just spending time with family and the holidays are obviously like the funnest time of the year well it's been fun that you've been home so Mm -hmm. we uh, awarded you the key to the city (laughs) <laughs> thank you Gaysville. so much by the way that is so awesome <laughs> and um and davis high gave you an award as well because you are truly our hometown hero oh my god <laughs> <laughs> that's and, a stretch and, but no, it's, it's not at all and so we're just super excited that you're from davis high and from this area and that you've gone on to do such great things and most importantly to me that you still represent everything that we believe and and love about living here mm-hmm. traditional values and and patriotism yeah. And, and your love of the country. Do you have any advice that you'd like to share in closing to any young athletes that are aspiring to be just like you when they grow up? Oh, advice. I got to think of something good. <laughs> I would say, honestly, I always try to tell people that just make it as fun as you can. In soccer specifically, I always say to enjoy the little drills that you do. Don't Don't always just look forward to the big game. And I think that can be applied to life in general. You know, enjoy the the difficult little nitty gritty things of life and um, then you'll be able to enjoy the bigger, more exciting things because if you make every step of the way fun and, and truly just enjoy every day for what it's worth, then that makes life fun and, and it makes life a lot easier. So that's the advice that I have. <laughs> well, it sounds great and I appreciate your advice and your time. It's been really fun talking to you. Thanks, Thanks Kayla. To all my podcast listeners, thank you for listening. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Please leave comments and please leave suggestions for future guests. And most importantly, subscribe. Thank you.